Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So since you clearly like listening to podcasts because you're here, if you're watching YouTube, then this is originally a podcast if you didn't know. But most likely you're sitting here jamming out to the strategy hour, doing whatever it is that you do while you're listening. And if you like true crime, murder mystery, all the cool cases that happen in the world, I have a podcast recommendation for you. It is a little explicit as in like content, like not cursing necessarily, but just like it's a little gory is what I'll say. So if that's not your thing, I would not try it. But it's one of the most unique perspectives of a podcast that I've listened to in a long time. So it's called Shattered Souls, but you specifically want to listen to season one that is not until 2020. It's like May of 2020. So there are many episodes before that, but it was a previous podcast before. And then it like, was a new show with a new host, but it's under the same feed. I don't understand that part, but you want to jump ahead. And it's like episode one, season one with the host. Her name is Karen. Can't remember her last name, but she's a retired homicide detective in Florida. And she, if you like the show Dexter, she's like basically Dexter, but a detective. And so the cases are told through her perspective as the detective who was on the crime scene. So she like talks about the case and her, like the call that she got leading up to the crime scene, her emotions and feelings while she was processing the scene and like really interesting takeaways of like this blood droplet told me this. And that means this. So like you learn a lot about evidence and forensics. And then she goes through the whole case. And even when she's like on the stand and defense attorneys are like grilling her about the whole case, she talks about like how she responded to that. And the biggest spoiler alert, which is not per case, but Every single case has an ending where a person goes to jail for their crime. And so typically, like murder podcasts I listen to, it's either unsolved, which is depressing, or the person was like 
kind of identified, but nothing ever happened or they got off or whatever. But this one is like, you see it to the finish. And that also feels really good because it's just a different ending than you normally get. So Shattered Souls, May of 2020 is when you want to skip through. Well, whatever you have done by talking about true crime or what, but my husband like only wants to watch either true crime or scandals. <laughs> no, no. Well, yes, Dateline yes. for sure. But also like scandals. And so we've been watching a lot of fraud cases, I guess, which I prefer over murder. And only because generally there's more of a business angle. <laughs> but I binge watched the whole season of Inventing Anna and I'm forgetting the other one. It was about the woman who was building the machine that that oh, could test the blood. drop of blood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, <laughs> oh, gosh, guys, I should have pulled it up in advance. But anyway, that one, the blood one, it's fascinating to me because now we've watched two versions of the same story. So there's the basically docu-style version of what happened with like real footage of her and her crazy life. And now there is a dramatization of. Yeah. With Kate McKinnon. I am fascinated. And Out for Blood? Is that what you're thinking? Out for Blood is, I think that's the dramatization one. I think the. It's Elizabeth Holmes. Right. Is the yes. person. Yeah, Elizabeth Holmes. Thernos. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh. I just find it so fascinating. But the thing that's weird about it is like, even though she's a real human that really existed, this company really existed, like the fraud has been had. The fraud has been had. <laughs> so like people know, I still, as the person like watching it all unfold, I still have mixed emotions about the real person. And like, was she actually crazy or was she just such a believer in what she was doing that like she had good intentions and then they got out of hand? And I thought for sure when I saw the docu-series, I was like, oh, I was very certain. And then seeing the dramatization of I'm like, I don't know. Maybe she didn't know. Maybe she didn't know. I don't know. So <laughs> don't have the story. So for clarity, the shows are... On HBO Max, there's The Inventor, Out for Blood, and Silicon Valley. And then on Hulu, there's The Dropout, which is the dramatization of this story. Yes. And then I, I think both. there has to be one on Netflix, right? I thought there was, but maybe it was HBO. Maybe it was HBO. I don't know. We have, we have I'm sure everyone's yelling. Who knows the truth? <laughs> But I agree with you. I feel like I could have a whole episode dissecting her motives. And yeah, like being in the business world, I see a lot of the like, you have to have this kind of false confidence about Mm -hmm. your product, your offer, your marketing, your Mm -hmm. message, the whole purpose in order to hype other people up, especially if you're getting investors and capital like she did. Like you're a salesperson. And is it a lot? I mean... I don't think her thing ever worked. I think it was always an idea. It worked manually. Well, it sure. didn't work like she presented it. Well, sh- yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was cracking up when they were like, oh, no, we were manually running tests back there to run them down. Like we were a hidden lab on a different floor, manually running these tests and then running them down to the floor with the robots. I get that you're doing this with the intent that like the tech will someday match what we can produce. And maybe someday it will. And I actually really do think someday it will, whether it's her exact idea or not. Now, granted, there's two monopolies. Like, I mean, a two is not a monopoly, but there are two massive companies in this space. So will they ever want to take away the lab situation when they're already dominating? Mm, I don't know. But yeah, I think the world of pharmaceuticals is an interesting world to be in. It almost feels like the mafia in a way where there's so many people's hands and other people's pockets kind of thing. Now, the part that's real crazy is... Just the way she manipulated the system by having strategic relationships with retired men is fascinating mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, her um, little weird relationship with that one person. I mean, there was a couple weird relationships, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. anyway, if you like true crime, but like don't want gore, I think going down the fraud route, there are many things out there right now. You have to be and willing- Tinder Swindler was another one where I was screaming at the television. Oh yeah. That one was good. That one was really good. And then I watched a follow-up video interview that one of the main women did with someone like a TikTok, Zoom, video, interview kind of thing. And he was just like, okay, but like, how did you not know? Like, how did you keep doing this? I mean, why would you give so much money away? But the one that I literally can't get behind, and I know it's trending right now, and it might not be trending by the time you listen to this, but the, is it great vegan, green vegan, bad vegan, bad vegan, bad vegan? I think it's that one. Let me Google it while you explain. (laughs) But yeah, bad vegan Netflix. Yeah. Oh, it fame, fraud, fugitives. I haven't even heard of this one. How? It's about this incredible. Because I don't trust vegans. It's <laughs> no, it's not. So it's about this restaurant owner who like develops this raw vegan restaurant, and it's like crazy. And then she ends up embezzling from her own company. Here's the synopsis is after marrying a mysterious man who claimed he could make her dog immortal, a vegan restaurateur finds her life veering off the rails. What? It's weird. I didn't like it as much as the other ones we talked about today. It said it debuted in Netflix top 10. It did. It did go out with a bang, but it's mostly because they're like, I'm still confused. Like oh, you're sure, just sure. confused the whole time because you're like, that was kind of how-, how I felt about Fire Festival. Oh, I liked that one. I did too, but I was like, how I didn't did like- this even get here? Well, how? right, right. With the bad vegan, I was like, I think you wanted to be manipulated versus like the anyway. <laughs> if you if you would Netflix binge. Well, they're not all Netflix. If you want to binge on some Some fraud cases, we got some shows for you, some podcasts for you. But I also think, interestingly enough, this was an amazing segue to the conversation we're going to have today. Truly, though, because the cases, like the stories that we talked about, specifically in the fraud cases, are about people who are bigger visioning, right? And like see this grand life-changing multi-billion dollar opportunity with their idea and their business. And they started it 
by seeing that end result and not necessarily the what can I make today? And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's interesting <laughs> because way a check. <laughs> sure. Okay. So in the world of entrepreneurship, I feel like there's two camps. And I would just venture to guess the majority of the camp listening to our show is likely the camp that built their business because they had a personal financial need that they were trying to meet, or they were burnt out in their job and they wanted to create some sense of freedom for themselves. So there's well, that. either way, it's a financial need. You're either needing a salary or you're replacing a salary. It's the only two options. Right. But it can come down to like time and money. Like you want more time or you want more money or, or some combination of the both. Then the camp that I feel like we less likely have listening to our show, which is fine. No, I have no qualms. Because it also happens less often. Well, sure. For sure. It happens less often. It also happens way less often for women own businesses is when you are building a business with the intent from the get-go to sell it, basically to build it in a way that prepares you for an exit later. And a lot of the businesses that go on Shark Tank, as an example, even though you see the passion in these people and the things they're doing, Many of them don't pursue outside investment unless they plan to one day offload the whole business. And I read their book, finally dived into it. Emily's been talking about it for years. And I finally sat down this weekend and poured my time into Built to Sell, which I know we've talked about like business books written as a fable. This one is written as a fable, but it really got me thinking about. I think there's a group of people that originally started their business because of a financial need, because of the things they desired, time or money-wise, and then end up at a point in their career where they're like, I put way too much into this business for me to imagine that one day I would just walk away. And so I kind of wanted to talk about what it would look like and I'm not saying there's any right or wrong time to look at this or right or wrong time to question these things. But if you started your business with the intent that it was really just about you making a salary and you making a certain lifestyle, but now you're like, well, I've spent a lot of years <laughs> working on this thing. <laughs> I mean, I think there is kind of, there's not necessarily a right time to talk about it, but there is a wrong time in the sense of like the time that I see people talking about this because like I'm getting some recovered memories for a second. Sure. So my uncle owns a machine shop in Oklahoma and it makes machine parts for really big companies, like for their machines that make other things. So it could be like a little tiny cog of the wheel in this whole big thing, but he like has the machine to make this custom part for it. Right. And he has big, 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 big contracts. He used to work for a company doing this. He left that company. Actually, he got let go many, many years ago and started his own business. And he basically took the clients that were too small for his old company to take because they're 
like the projects were just too small. So he took them and like immediately got booked out, built a massive business, but it's like one shop, super small. They have employees. It's like literally him and my aunt who like run it. And then they have employees who do the things. Well, my uncle is like in his sixties, still running very dangerous, heavy equipment and machinery that like you physically cannot keep doing for that much longer. And I'm remembering in the past, it's probably started in the last five or so years. And it's been going on this whole time of him being like, oh, what do I do now? Like no one else has these client connections like I do. No one else builds the relationships like I do. No one else sells like I do. No one else knows the machines like I do and runs the shop like I do. And so am I just doing this until I die? And then I just shut down this whole business and that's that. And so I've seen it from from that perspective of like, oh, that's interesting. What do you do? But it's the same thing if you've built a marketing agency or a coaching business or a copywriting firm. Like it doesn't matter. Like what happens after you're done? Right. And so I think what you're alluding to is you can't wait until five years out from retirement to have this thinking. He's been wanting to be done for years and he isn't. You have to be thinking about this well in advance of an exit. Now, you could absolutely, if your plan was to exit, make shifts and in two to three years offload your business. But I'm talking about like legacy planning, which is more of a, I don't intend to leave the business until I want to retire but I am building the business in a way that supports that decision and would allow me extra comfort. Now, I'm taking an ultra conservative approach and absolutely building my own retirement with like cash dollars in investment accounts yeah. that I'm not reliant on ever selling Boss Project by any means to build retirement. But I just think there's probably this group of people in their 30s and 40s who are maybe starting to wonder, what does the future look like? And so these are just some things that I'm thinking about that it's not necessarily like there's any sort of plan or any sort of roadmap today. But But also like you literally hopped on a call to chat with someone about this. There are people whose jobs like help small business owners figure this part of the phase out if it's something that's interesting to you. Yeah. So I was surprised by her background. She was a connection of a connection and I didn't necessarily sit down with her intentionally to talk about this. She just happened to be someone I was introduced to, to like someone you should know for your future. And I was like, cool, great. Love it. But her background, she's actually an exit advisor, which I had never heard of. And what I think is cool is her background and perspective is that she's actually a trained personal financial advisor, but exit is like where she specializes. And so she's using selling your business as an exit as a part of your retirement planning. And now I know Emily and I are both taking a very conservative approach and, and making sure that we're financially savvy and fit enough that like the sell of the business is by no means contingent on us 
having the ability to retire because we don't want to be in your uncle's situation where we're right. like still in it because we can't figure out how to make it work. And y'all, so- do you want to hear me podcasting when I'm 72? <laughs> yes. What episode would we even be on? Oh, <laughs> thousands, thousands and thousands. Episode 10,000. I'll be like a hologram podcast. I'll yeah. show up in your living room. Oh, at 72? No, thank you. As an although, old lady. Although, if you look anything like your grandmother, we'll all be, like, so frustrated that you still look fantastic. So. <laughs> she does look great. I think even if this is not something you've considered, because, you know, you likely started the business because you were just trying to build your own <laughs> salary in, and maybe now you're exploring building a team... Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. But I do think what I want to encourage you on is this is like a 7- to 10-year plan at a minimum. And so I think it's important that as you start to stabilize the business and build the foundation, that you build it with the intent that even if you want to be owner operated and for the rest of your career, that's still a lot of time for you to be investing into something. And if so, like, what do you want to do with it long term? And do I know people who have exited their business by literally shutting their business down? Yes, that's the majority. (laughs) Absolutely. But I think some of you are building, you have the opportunity to build a legacy. And so I would encourage you to start thinking about how do you start? And, you know, this is something we're talking to our incubator clients about because it really the foundations of this start with you productizing your service and you creating a consistent client process that eventually if you wanted to you could completely remove yourself from now and which is what we literally help our clients define and map out and make beautiful inside the incubator it's one of my favorite parts (laughs) and so to me the book is really reflective of it's like the storytelling version of the same process we're really walking our clients through, which I didn't know that going in, but it was a happy accident because it's really all about making sure your service, you know, for sure, initially, it's going to be dependent on you being in delivery. But over time, we're going to look at building support and building a team that could allow you to remove yourself slowly. Now, in our position that I think is a little bit different than the book, the book is really talking about a really accelerated timeline where someone got further into their career and they were way more ready to leave. And so they were doing this on like a two to three year plan. But if this is something where you're like, no, I I like my business. Like I'm not, I would be fine with this being the rest of my career and my job. And I don't necessarily want to exit sooner to build something else. Then I think this is the place to start is definitely inside the incubator where we can talk through what the steps look like to streamline the service. And then the part that really fascinated me most was just their different take on selling and removing yourself from the sales process. Because to me, I think, especially for our clients, that'll probably be the step they wait the longest on. Because to a certain extent, you are the kind of magic sauce between why the sales are working. And so to remove yourself from the sales seat can feel like an uncomfortable transition. and But we can at least help you cut that in half inside the incubator. We have many clients who've completely trashed their sales process that they've been doing for years only because you get stuck in ruts and I totally get it. And then you get an outside perspective and you're like, wait, I could combine this, eliminate this, streamline this, do this on autopilot and do this custom because we like a hybrid of both. 
and you wake up and you're like, holy shit, this used to take me like three hours and now it takes me 45 minutes. Yes. No, I definitely am all in the camp of really reducing the time it takes and then ultimately building that playbook that allows you to effectively let someone else take on bits and pieces of the process or you utilize some kind of system or software that automates part of it. Which is literally also what we do here at Boss Project. So you hear the unique perspective that we've been able to identify pairing our skills of one to many and the years that we've been serving a bunch of creative small business owners with our history of serving intimately in one-on-one connections. Again, creating a hybrid model of the best of both of those things and having something that feels really in alignment with how we like to sell and bring on new clients. Now, I'm curious... Having experienced what your uncle has and also running our business, what are the things you want to remind us now, like in this season? Well, I see that more clearly when I look at someone else's situation, not necessarily ours. And so if I were, which I would love to do this, if my uncle is listening, here's some advice for you, (laughs) which he's not, but it's okay. Years ago, when the conversation first started, but we can start now, I guarantee you there are no processes built. There are no SOPs built. There are no systems built. There's no training document. There's no onboarding process. There's little retention on employees. So we need to explore benefits and ethics and sustainability of your actual team members. Can we incentivize staying longer? Is there some sort of profit ladder system with seniority that can happen? Is there some sort of trainer that you can bring on as well to help like you train one person and that person trains 10 people kind of thing? So how can you create that same kind of concept in all the areas of your business? Can you create the phased version of what does it look like for you to let go of one piece and then another piece and then another piece to where, yeah, you maybe can't leave everything next year or in three years, but you can at least start the process. And I don't think any of that has started to happen. I do know that he has been exploring selling like he has interested buyers because the clients are there. So that's the unique perspective that he has is like the leads are there, the clients are there, the sales are happening, but the follow through is the messy part because he's the only one who knows how to do it. So I really think that there's opportunity to hire some sort of operations manager, project manager for this intention of getting everything like your big old book, right? Built up of how does this company run? What are the process of it? What's the productization of each department? And outlining that, delegating that, training that, and then ultimately overseeing that within a separate phase out program. Yeah. And the part that I think I didn't realize, I mean, maybe I did, but it just like didn't sink in until I was reading the book, but that like you go, but that doesn't necessarily mean your staff does. Like, right. right. (laughs) It's not like you hand over like a present and like, okay, here's the manual. Here's the thing. Here's the clients go. Like the staff goes with the business, which is fascinating to me because then, you know, it's hard because you're like, oh my gosh, seven to 10 years down the line. Like the likelihood of you having a hundred percent turnover in that time is high. It's very likely. And so seven it's like, years is as long as we've been in business. So <laughs> <laughs> how many 
think talk about all the changes. How many times has the staff turned over since that? I mean, and it's not like it's a bad thing necessarily. It's just it like just people happens. have seasons. And it's not, you know, it, we're not our grandparents. We're like someone would come in a business and work there for their entire career. Now, definitely there's ways to incentivize people staying more long term. But knowing that you have to train this team now with the plan that eventually you may not know the process anymore because you train the team and then they have to either train their successor or they have to have developed the process enough that when they're gone, that someone could just review the process documents. Or if they want to stay hired, they lead that department and yeah. grow in different ways. It's just like mind boggling to me, mm-hmm. like in the best of ways. But I just think... Maybe I'm just trying to plant the seed for more of you that like there is a reality in which you can be 100% invested in your business today and design it to be an asset for you long term. Well, and I think that also doesn't hurt your day-to-day operations no, now <laughs> if you start doing it. So yeah, like cares? I don't know why. And I guess maybe that's the thing is like, why is there this belief that designing it for a potential exit makes it like to me it's like work at or I mean when whatever. you go to sell your house and you like finally replace the carpet or you yes, finally get like, a yes, new roof yes, 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 yes. it's exactly <laughs> like that. that it's like doing the renovations now and living with them instead of doing it right before you sell it perfect analogy normally I don't our analogies we usually are like oh my god that's that was <laughs> good that's that like was it. so that's good it. on target yeah. yes <laughs> wouldn't you rather live with that new kitchen and the new bath bathroom and the deck that you've been dreaming of like mm-hmm. your business can feel that same way oh it even gives me the warm fuzzies <laughs> <laughs> let's renovate y'all <laughs> yes okay so and I would like to think that maybe we're the renovation queens of your business we're behind your business the renovators for sure and so like let's come in and like you know some of you're gonna have to take it down with the studs and some of you <laughs> are gonna maybe just switch out some decor. Like I'm excited for you guys, but you know, it's not to scare you. It's not to intimidate you. It's not to say, let's trash everything and start over fresh because this would never work. Like let's have a conversation first about how we can tweak and take baby steps one step at a time so that you can build a legacy over time. Cause at the end of the day, Our entire mission at Boss Project is to have more women in films not only be financially stable and secure, but thriving. And part of that means having the actual ability to retire. And I was telling this exit strategist that I was talking to, I said part of it that's weird is, and I would say maybe, maybe your dad has got a little more together, but my parents and for sure your mom... (laughs) (laughs) sorry there's a lot of inside understanding that just happened right now (laughs) love you mom well was there planning 20 years ago to make sure that retirement was like fully possible for them no no and I think us witnessing their level of like fear and they're so burnt out and tired and just ready to like relax a little bit and like not feeling like they can. Like, I don't want that pressure for myself 
And so I've been thinking about it for a long time, but especially as they're entering that retirement age and watching them not be able to relax in the same way some of their siblings are, it's hard. It's hard to watch and hard to witness. And so maybe the thought of you being the first generation in your family to have financial security, like this is a conversation that wouldn't have been had around the dinner table. And so you don't have an example. And so like, let us be the community for you where we are working together to help you come up with a roadmap and align you with strategic people that are going to get you thinking in new ways. I want to be part of your legacy plan. And so all of this comes down to building that life first business. And it just gets me so excited. Like my heart is just, it goes out to each and every one of you. And so if you are interested in figuring out what it looks like to clean up the systems now so you can live with those renovations today. Yeah. Let us come in and HGTV the shit out of your business. Okay. Then you need to go to (laughs) bossproject.com slash apply, fill out the 10 minute application, send us a DM over at Boss Project. I would love to know if you've ever thought about selling your business before. And just tell me even more about where you're at and the things you're struggling with. We really genuinely do care and are here to help. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.